gonna try mine. Yeah. Mic two? Yeah, mine's working. Hello, hello. Okay. Mic two. Yes, sweet. Okay, we're rolling. Okay, right now. Sorry about that delay. Uh, how's your night going? Pretty good. Pretty good. That's good to hear. So this is our first episode of the un, uh, Unrealized Potential podcast. Um, please bear with us. We're still working through our technical aspects. We're not super specialized within tech. Still learning, working things out. So, Who are you as a person, Jonathan Marty? Who am I as a person? Well, I like to think I'm uh, a good person. We, not perfect. But uh, as a individual, I am a, a father. I am a, a father of two. I'm a husband to an amazing wife, and I'm also a a boss to uh, a few individuals. Um, yeah. So I don't know. We can dive into it more as we go on, but that's kind of. An overall look. Where were you, AJ? Oh, my name's Alex Lochnitz. Um, I come from a family. I'd say a lower-income family. Uh, we struggled quite a bit growing up. Um, so I've always kind of had a dream to make something of myself. Um, it's been ups and downs for me. Um, I never knew where I really wanted to go. Um, I, it really stum like I was stumbling upon myself and. During middle school, my best friend, super talented at basketball, fell in love with it. And I really thought I'd be going down that path that I'd go play college ball, but it didn't end up working. Then I came into high school. I went through a lot, and I developed as a person a lot. And as soon as quarantine hit, as much as it did affect our um, society negatively, I'm extremely appreciative because it led me to working on myself, exploring personal development, and becoming the man who I am today. And if quarantine ever happened, I wouldn't be sitting in this chair getting to talk to Jonathan Marty right now. Definitely. No, it's pretty amazing, man. I've, uh, I've personally seen you go through a ton of growth and a ton of, uh, of progress in your life. We've been, uh, we're actually brother-in-law, brother-in-laws. I'm uh, married to his older sister. And, uh, I don't know, it's been a, a blessing for me ever since, and no, it's been a, a privilege to be able to, uh, yeah, see you grow, my man. Um, I appreciate that, I really do. Um, ever since you came into my life, you've been a great mentor, you've taught me a lot, your family has done great things for me, and I'm extremely appreciative. So, how did you come to become a entrepreneur well um i guess it all kind of started when i was a kid right my um growing up uh i was kind of a fam part of a family of entrepreneurs my father owned a painting business um and my both my parents owned a mini store together that they actually uh, owned and ran together. So it was kind of something that was always, I was around in my life and the, the lifestyle really 
um, appealed to me. I like the, uh, the the freedom aspect of it, not necessarily the uh, um, the income thing. potential. Yeah, and definitely the income potential because I'm uh, I like to feel you know not capped. I don't like sometimes when I was working at jobs because I did have a few few different people I worked under, a few different companies I worked for. Um, I never liked feeling like I was stuck or I couldn't get to that next wage level or yeah. So, and that's the nice thing about entrepreneurship is basically the limit is how much you put in, how much time you do, how much research. So like the limit is just on yourself. So I can push myself, you know, as far as I want. I respect that. My take on entrepreneurship is I love being the leader. Like, I love, I really enjoy managing people. I love being able to be a mentor towards people. Um, I've been a mentor towards a kid right now that I work with, and he's gonna, he's gonna do amazing things, but it's, it's just an, an amazing opportunity. And I really, I really do appreciate the positive things as an entrepreneur. My favorite thing is being in a position where I can solve a problem. Like ever since I was a kid, growing up in middle school, I think the the most topic I was interested in was biology or science related because I like the thought of like my my initial thought was, oh, if I go into a career of biology, like I would want to study thing. I would want to study subjects such as like, for instance, oh, can we change? This is just an example off the top of my head. Can we change, like, oh, spider venom into, like, an antidote for something? Can we take other species and incorporate it into our human lifestyles? I apologize. I'm freezing my ass off currently. So my hands are, yeah. But, yeah, that's where I went. Um, I definitely, my greatest tip for this beginning of this podcast is it's okay to not know where you're going to end up because I'm still figuring it out and everything's falling in line for me, falling in line for me. Um, I never, never thought I would be here. Like I don't, I never saw myself as a content creator. I thought about being an entrepreneur when I was younger because um, my sister's best friend's brother was, he was interested in it. And I was like, I kept hearing the term entrepreneur and I kind of drew an interest towards it. But I definitely will say that it's okay not to know where you want to be in life, but just never stop searching for it. Because if you get comfortable, you might get stuck in a position where you don't want to be later up in life. Yeah, no, 100%. I think you, uh, you hit the nail on the head there with um, you got to just keep searching. Because, yeah, in the end, a lot of times, you know, we might think we know what we want, and we might think we know what, you know, is going to make us super happy. But... I've come to learn that no matter how hard you desire something, sometimes even when you get it, you know, it's not as satisfying as you might think it is, right? So, um, yeah, life's, you're constantly growing and changing, and uh, you got to just always have that mentality of uh, becoming better and moving forward and finding that, you know, happiness and stuff. You also mentioned on the um, on the comfort. I think that's really important, too, is uh a lot of times, you want to be comfortable. Um, you're like, I like being comfy, but yeah. uh, we're right now, we're sitting in a shed. It's freaking like minus yeah. six outside. It's uh, it's not the warmest right now. We're not very comfy, but 
you know what? We're uh, we're passionate about what we want to do here, and uh, we think we can, you know, make an impact with a lot of people. So if that means, you know, recording at eleven o'clock at night in uh, freezing cold shed, then hey, we're here. So for my next question, I want to ask, and I will start is. What do you think you you can bring to young adults on this podcast? For me, my example is I've lived through a lot of different situations. I've lived through traumatizing events when I was younger. I've lived through times where I've went hungry, so I can really relate with the struggle. And I, I just really want to build a community of kids to inspire, and I want them to know that, like, no matter where you are, no matter what car- card you're dealt, that isn't where you have to stay. You can build something out of it. You can look at so many athletes. You can look at celebrities. They didn't, a lot of them, sure, they were handed a lot of things, but a lot of them, too, they weren't, they started from nothing. There's especially, like, athlete stories. Like, so I just, I just want kids to know that you can relate to us as people, um, yeah, I've, I've lived through a lot of different situations, and I'm I'm e- I'm excited to explore them. We're gonna structure our podcast more. I think this is just our first time, so we just wanted to get this done, and I'm super excited to be here. I did I did not like think I'd be a content creator in front of a mic speaking, especially because I was super introverted in middle school. I just I didn't see it. So what do you think you can bring to the table? Well. I don't know. I think um, I think if anything, I can bring uh, you know some life experience, some uh, some advice. I think uh, being as young as I am, um, obviously, you know, not as young as you. I say as young as I am, and who knows? Most people probably look at me like, oh, who's that old guy? But uh, you know, I'm 25. I uh, and in that time, I've able to you know finish school finish an apprenticeship you know get a get a journeyman ticket and start a company and uh you know i can honestly tell you that you know my dream of entrepreneurship was a dream i had for so long and it was one of those things that i thought it would be amazing but you know i had to learn so many lessons first before I could actually make it work, and uh, yeah, I've uh, I've been blessed with a lot of you know good mentors in my life. Between my father, between the uh, the journeymen who trained me, the guys I worked with in, in construction, uh, I have two older brothers, a great family, and um, you know, brother-in-law and employees and people in our church who are just you know I have great people around me and. I feel like I've been blessed with a lot of love around me, and I just, you know, think I can express more love and and help out. And that's the kind of things I can bring. I respect that for sure. Um, what do you think the main topics are going to be as we start this podcast? What do you really want to focus on yeah, within so, adults? So I really want to focus on, like, uh, you know, kind of like career development type stuff, you know, financial development, um, 
you know, a lot of the things that as young adults transition from, from high school into either post-secondary or getting into the workforce or, you know, who knows, taking a break, uh, and that is a really important transitionary period in one's life. And I don't think that uh, the public school system really prepares young adults to really deal in this world, especially especially now with you know housing, how how hard it is to get a to buy a house, you know, uh, even just to rent a place. You know, our small town here has just been been booming. So yeah, a lot of those um, transitional issues from yeah transitioning into young adulthood. I think. What about you? What uh, topic do you want to really focus on? I think I would like to focus more on the mental health aspect. Um, me going through personal development, um, going through counseling was such a scary thing for me because I was like, I kind of labeled it as like, oh, like I didn't want to kind of be labeled as someone that was like, quote unquote, mentally ill or had like major issues. I felt really like unconfident getting professional help because I was really worried about what others would kind of see me as um like high school high school changes people it really does and i think everyone goes through a phase where they deal with great incremental changes and i think i would really want to explore those changes give advice how they can prepare for those changes how to make solutions to problems within the social lives etc and um I, i definitely would like to keep it general though and uh we do plan at one point we're gonna get i think we're gonna get a third mic and i'd like to get people on here that are either dealing with the same issues dealing with certain topics and uh we can just get a variety of opinions so there isn't a lot of bias because i have my own i have my own way of thinking and that i can definitely everyone gets caught up in their own way of thinking sometimes for sure No, I think it's uh, it's really important to uh, you know bring in different perspectives from different people because in the end that's you know most of the times I've had the biggest growth because someone's been able to you know guide me through it and it's beautiful because every single different person has different life experiences and um, you know you never know what they've been through but you don't really it's amazing how many times it's uh, They've been through exactly what you're going through, and they can, uh, you know, help you over that ledge. So, awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm extremely excited about this. Um, I've, like, when we first started talking about this initially, the day of we brainstormed our ideas, our topics, I was just, like, on board. I remember showing up to work, and I was just thinking about the whole day. That was the one thing on my mind, and I just really am excited to see what type of influence I can have amongst the young people, the positivity and the change which I can bring within certain communities. Um, I, d- I definitely, I definitely, to uh, add on to your topic is financial education and disclaimer: we're not professionals. Um. I'm go. I plan on. I'm going to structure the videos, but I plan on doing research, structured research. So if there's anything 
that I'm lacking in educationally, I'm going to make sure I do the proper research and that it's all backed up scientifically so I know what I'm talking about, so I'm not giving you guys nonsense. Um, yeah, I think one thing I do want to say, and it can be corny, is chase your dreams. Like, I'm finding right now with a lot of young adults is, like, People are really scared to chase things just because of the criticism which they will face. And I really think that if our educational system focused on dealing with criticism and how we could use that in a positive sense, then we could really focus on better things. I think our media portrays a lot of negativity so I, I do find the one common thing I'm finding with a lot of part-timers at my current job is they're hopeless. Like, they're really hopeless because they're constantly going to a place they hate. Uh, a lot of people don't want to be there. Like, uh, a lot of people don't want to be in high school. There are some people. And I think when you're getting forced to go to a place you don't want, you're getting forced to, you don't want to apply yourself. It's, it's like my high school experience Honestly, I, I was one of those kids, like, I was late all the time. I hated going to school. I would wake up, like, I would wake up, like, at 8, and I would rush to get to school. I would be super late for class because, like, I was getting taught things I wasn't interested in. I really think a huge problem with the education system right now is we're not being equipped with the right tools to, again, prepare us to move into adulthood. I wasn't, like... I just recently learned about budgeting, the 50-30-20 rule. Never thought about that. Um, just learned about a tax-free savings account, an RRSP, and, like, building assets and prior prioritizing that. And it's like, well, if I didn't have the certain mentors that taught me that, I don't think I would be financially prepared, ever.
if you're going to a job that you hate every day, uh, you just remember that like you're obviously you're doing that for a reason, right? You know, you're not doing that. You're not showing up to that job for no reason, right? You didn't show up when you didn't want to go to school in the morning. I, I felt the same way, to be honest. Like, I wanted to go to high school so bad. I still want to go. But, like, when you, uh, you still showed up to school, right? Because you still knew that, man, I still need to get my education. I still need to get my diploma, right? And in the end, you got it. And just, like, if you're showing up to that job that you hate, just know that, you know what? You're just taking one more day till you can leave or till you can actually achieve what you want but you gotta keep doing it you gotta keep pushing and um yeah no it's uh it's hard it's easy to say that sometimes when you're in a position where you're you know don't hate waking up in the morning but I do think uh yeah the mental health aspect that's that's something that like there were you'll never hear of a class mental well-being in, in school, right? But, like, in the end, you know, that was the reason why I didn't learn so well in school because I was so social and anxious and so, you know, anxious about everything that had nothing to do with what we were actually learning in school, right? And if I could have figured out how to deal with my anxiety and my, you know, my own stresses, then, man, I probably could have applied myself way better in school, you know? There's actually a correlation I want to bring in, too. And this is way off track, but I promise you, hear me out, it does have some correlation. It really reminds me of a rapper I really like, Corday. Um, he had a song, uh, Wintertime, and he was talking about how he would take Xanax to like calm himself down because he didn't have the proper tools to. He didn't know how to calm himself down. And he was scared to admit it because society would quote-unquote clown him. And it's true because a lot of times I find... My, I found myself in it when I was trying to go into counseling and uh, other people. They are scared to get professional help because people will criticize them and make fun of them for getting professional help. And I think it's a huge problem our society faces is um, you should be wanting the best for people. You should encourage them to get help, not shit on them and say, oh, yeah, just make fun of them for the fact. Socially, yeah, I was, I was, pe- I was petrified. Like I was really like, I was petrified in high school. I hated, I hated like, I always thought about what, what are people gonna say to me? What are people thinking about me? I hated the one thing that gave me the massive anxiety, and I think everyone can relate to this is a bit, a bit, is when the del- the do- uh, the bell rings, and everyone starts coming out. I hate that. Like I hated that so much. What, uh, Corday and him ta- taking Xanax and he was scared to admit it because right, right. people would so clown like him. Definitely. When you, when you spoke about, um, like, not criticizing people when they're, like, looking for help, that's a massive thing that, like, I definitely think needs to change because, like, me growing up in a, a Christian household, right, like, uh, we have a, you know, you look at Jesus and he's, like, the perfect you know, person, you're supposed to try being like Jesus, the perfect one, right? A lot of times, what happens in those households is that, you know, 
whenever you do do something bad, you feel s so almost paralyzed by how you did it that you're so ashamed of it that you don't even think you're you're worth getting help or or you're even supposed to let anybody know, you know. But um, yeah, no. It in the end, like being honest and truthful and transparent about the struggles you're going through, like. And in the end, like, you can say that. And, like, I don't know if, it, if you've ever been hurt by, like, opening up to somebody and being like, man, I'm hurt, and they just didn't give a crap, right? Yeah, like, for sure. Um, like, that hurts. But in the end, like, if you're opening yourself up and you're, like, saying I need help and they're not willing, like, you know what? If anything, that's just, like, man, I, I need to find someone who, who cares. You know what I mean? Who, like, who this actually, like, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. But having the right people around you who actually care about your well-being and also, like, caring about the people around you. Like, if somebody comes up to you and says, man, I've been, I've been struggling with this addiction and, like, um, yeah, like, if I would, a lot of times if I would, you know, go to church and say that to a, a member, it would be like, um, what? No, that's like, not okay, right? But in the end, what really should be happening is like, you know what, man? That's okay. Like, let's work through it. Let's, let's figure out why you're here, why, how you got here. And, um, I think that's just going to be so much more, you know, helpful and, and moving for people. There's a topic I would really like to explore on, like, a separate episode. I think it would be great. It's just high school in general. Or just, like, public education. Because something I want to quickly mention is people, please do not change who you are to find acceptance from others. I see it. All, I saw it all the time in high school. Um, there were major friends. I'm not going to name them. But I, I had major friends, one in particular that, like, would always look for the acceptance in other people, and he would always try and find find a way to kind of appeal to certain different groups in school, and that's okay. But I think the the reason I say is stay true to yourself because it's it's so hard to at sometimes. But I think it's you you reap the biggest reward if you stay true to yourself because at the end of the day you will find people. You will surround yourself with people that actually care about who you are as a person, that want to see you achieve things. But I just say you you should not never change who you are for someone to like you because if they can't like you the way you are, then they're just not worth having around. And then another thing is be conscious of your environments and who you're surrounding yourself with because subconsciously that is affecting you in some way. amazing how uh, the people you surround yourself with and the people you spend your time with they, they have the biggest effect of you because in the end you're you know it's, it all comes down to time right it's uh, where is your time being spent who is your time being spent with and um, yeah no that's uh, absolutely well said I um, you know as a, a father a new father realizing that um, being an entrepreneur and you know 
best being an entrepreneur, you gotta like just dive in. You gotta put those hours in. You gotta you know work work hard. Um, uh, it's definitely not an easy road, <laughs> but in the end, finding that balance of uh, you know spending time with the people you love and doing the things you love, I feel like um, you know everything we've nurtured and performed through relationships. What's one of your biggest mistakes that you could advise people going through public education right now, whether that be middle school or high school? Right. So I can honestly say um, I've been – I had a pretty pretty good experience through middle school. and I, Not good. Like, I, it sucked. I really didn't like it. I went through middle school – um, and yeah, I kind of didn't know where I fit in, you know what I mean? And I think a lot of people are kind of like middle school, high school, you don't really know where, where you belong. Um, but it, um, do you have a, a <laughs> mind blank? Sorry, pardon me? Do you have a mind blank? <laughs> no, the dog's just Okay, yeah, no worries. <laughs> Sorry. No, um, what was I going to add? You were talking about how you had a good experience in middle school overall, but there were some things you still hated it. Definitely. So, like, in the end, I ended up graduating high school a year early because, you know, I just, I had acquaintances, but I didn't have any, like, close friends, right? So, I think what I could have changed or done better is be more open and, like, less judgmental on myself, you know, because basically I didn't, you know, hang out with people or develop relationships that I definitely could have and that would have been beneficial for me in growing um, just because I was, you know, scared what they would think of me or, you know, I always, like, you talk about that, that friend who was always trying to, um, Appeal to appeal other to everyone, right? Yeah. And like, I can relate to that just because I was trying to appeal to everyone, just because I was trying to fit in somewhere, right? Because like, I felt like I didn't really belong in any of the ba- in any of the cliques or the groups that I I really was in. So, yeah, I don't know. I think um, in the end, what you said about like staying true to yourself. Uh, in the end, like everyone has their own set of like core values, things that like truly mean a lot to them right and like those are definitely the things that I I know that you can't you have to stand by those core values right like in high school and middle school right like let's be real nobody really knows exactly who they are or where they're gonna be right it's everything's you're going through so many changes and transitions but um the thing is everyone knows those core values and or things that they hold true, right? Um, and in the end, if you can really focus on those and um, keep at those, especially in, and this is getting into, you know, another topic, but like with entrepreneurship, right? Um, I'm blanking here. Might be getting late. I can, <laughs> I can take over for a sec. Yeah. Okay. Um, my biggest 
my biggest mistake that isn't super um wasn't super destructive of my experience in high school but i prioritized trying to get a girlfriend and i put a lot of time and effort into women who weren't worth my time and i went through a lot like i i went through a lot of people in terms of like i got hurt a lot and i wish i kind of just focused on myself i've i figured out what i really wanted and i worked towards it because that's that's the that's the weird thing about love like i always hear oh it'll come to you when the time's right but like in grade 11 i like when we were starting yeah in grade 11 we were starting grade 11 it was the end of summer and i was really depressed i had a best friend who's currently the love of my life as corny as it sounds but i love her to death and shout out to her she she really inspires me and she always tends to make me happy in my darkest days and i'm appreciative of her anyways back to the story um yeah i focused on myself i went to counseling and yeah she came into my life and i was like this is someone i can finally bring around that i'm proud of and yeah as soon as i kind of stopped prioritizing going out and seeking it it came to me so i say prioritize what you want and i think it will come to you eventually in terms of love at least i have a different opinion in terms of love um nowadays it seems like when everyone's looking for love right and like let's be real i've been out of the dating game for I've been with my my wife for now uh, nine years, almost ten. So it's been a while, but I, I, I'm kind of up to date what's going on, right? You know, you have a Tinder profile, you, right? You kind of have online profiles of people, and um, I know I've talked to a few guys who uh, you know they kind of have a checklist. Like, oh, I want her to, you know, she has to look good, she has to be smart, she has to, you know, be able to cook, have all these things, right? And uh, do you think end. society builds up a lot of narratives and expectations of women? Like, uh, before I forget that point. Definitely. But I think the biggest expectation, or the, the wrong expectation that guys have, is, like, they they go after the, the most ideal person that they can find that hits the most boxes on their list, right? But the thing they fail to realize is that if you're not looking at yourself, you know, like, you might be expecting a woman who's checking all these boxes and all these boxes and sitting over here and you're just the biggest dickhead ever and you're, you know, you know, I don't know, you got no job and you're, you know what I mean? So, I don't know, it's, uh, yeah, I think, um, in the end, love is something that it's kind of crazy because all it takes is two people who really care about each other and they care about each other so much that you know they couldn't imagine life without each other right and um i think that what you really what people really should be looking for is somebody that they are Someone who fits them, you know? If 
thing that works great with me and my wife is that we're we're opposites, right? Like that's intriguing because a lot right? of people a lot of people will say the opposite. Like find someone that is like minded or someone that has the same interests. So why do you think that personally? Well, I have, and I could be completely wrong on this, but I I think in maybe at least in my experience is it works so good mainly because. We're not completely opposites. We're both pretty strong, strong-headed people, and um, when an issue comes up, like we want to bang it out. So, at the beginning of our relationship, it, there was a lot of fighting. We were banging a lot of issues out, right? Uh, there was a decent amount of clashing, but what ended up happening is, you know, each one of those clashes we had was was us solving a problem in our relationship, right? So it was basically just us growing with each other, letting each other know, you know, the things that, you know, annoy us or piss us off. Or, and that way you can really, you know, grow together and, uh, yeah, fill each other's void. Because, like, I can honestly say, yeah, my wife might not have been taught the best financial things right but where she lacks in that like she is so creative like the business she runs is literally a a custom creation business it's just like you know it's uh it's just amazing so i don't know maybe we're not as different as i actually think you know but uh i don't think there's ever there'll ever be any two people who are just just alike you know what i mean yeah yeah but uh what do i know right (laughs) yeah um the internet's a blessing and a curse we both know this but i think one of the lessons i found on a post and i only like i'm really conscious about where my time is being spent when i'm on my phone like i don't really prioritize who's happening with who what's happening with that person oh what's the tea right now what's the gossip what's the drama no like i felt like my instagram just cluttered with like business stuff um like i've just learned a lot now because i prioritize okay instead of entertaining myself i can still entertain myself if i go on instagram per se but i'm looking at like financial things like just little tips there entrepreneur things little tips here but anyways one of the posts i found one of those phrases I'll always, I think I'll, that will always stick with me is the phrase, when you're choosing a woman, be conscious of who she is as a person raising your kids. And a lot of people don't think about that. And it's like, yeah, I want to make sure that if my, my girlfriend's raising my kids one day, that she's suitable for the position because not like all kids deserve parents but not all parents deserve kids let's be honest here yeah yeah no it's uh it's honestly one of our like uh most uh, me as a parent trying to prop myself up but like having kids and like raising the next generation of uh, humanity like it's kind of our like a part of our duty is people right so if we want humanity to survive we gotta keep having kids um but yeah it takes uh 
takes a special kind of love and nurturing to really to have the desire to to raise kids well and not just you know we all know how, how that can go mm. to um to the point about you kind of curating your social media or your your entertainment i think that's a huge huge thing that people nowadays should be taking into account right like who you're subscribed to who you follow the people who pop up on your feeds every single morning you know you know yeah we go back to time it all goes time to like if you're spending every morning listening to the kardashians and you know that's where your time's going where in the end if you unfollow the kardashians and follow a uh, like you said um something that can help your mindset or help you meditate or you know help you in one of your endeavors it's uh it's pretty amazing because like you know everything has an algorithm nowadays and all they're trying to do is make you stay there longer it's right like psychologically based and people don't realize that they they create these systems with the intentions of keeping you on them for so long like the scrolling the scrolling aspect. Um, I'm going to borrow this from a different podcast. One of my favorite podcasts. I'll, I'll link this below when I post this, but Mindset Mentor. Check it out by Rob Dial. But there was an episode. Plug you. I, I, for, I forget the name, but I'll go, I'll go back and find it. But he said that with social media, they took the concept of the, the scrolling forever feature from the casino when you're, you're doing Those slots blocks, because yeah. you're like – you get a dopamine rush when you're looking at that because, like, what's going to happen next? And I've talked to a kid I was working with, and he's even – we've talked about this. He's, he's like, I'm guilty. He's like, for the last week, I was spending, like, 60 hours on my phone. And he's like, I'm guilty because I personally want to just keep scrolling and seeing what's happening. And I didn't realize that when I was in middle school. Guys, I was probably, I was probably on my phone. I think my screen time was about 15 hours. Fifteen hours. That's crazy. Now that I'm becoming a young adult, like I'm I'm really using my time as an asset. Like I'm super busy. I make myself busy because I wanna achieve what my parents didn't, what my family doesn't have right now, and I want to be able to better my family. Financially, I really wanna retire my folks one day. That's up there. Like I really would love to do that. But yeah. It's it's crazy. It is it's sci- psychologically driven. So it's like watch out for the trap. Um again, when we get into more episodes on things that we're not educated in, I will I'll make sure I'll I'll make sure that I do my due diligence and I'll make sure I do the proper research so we can educate you guys properly and we're not spin- spewing out nonsense. And by all means, like uh, Give us suggestions. Yeah, if you guys um you're saying something that's just completely off base let us know because i think both of us are of the mentality of we just want to become better and we know we're not perfect so we're definitely going to make mistakes um but yeah help us it hey not only does it help us as a person it also helps us with the algorithm so come on (laughs) just kidding no uh, I want to put a disclaimer in there because i i thought about this when i said the point and i didn't mean to be um rude or i didn't mean to say that people who are getting help are mentally ill like i did not mean that my wording is poor and i'm still working on structuring my sentences but just my my point was to say that 
I didn't want to be, yeah, crit- just really criticized and put down for getting help because, again, that's a narrative of our society and people like to do that. Like, I'm finding right now is, and it's it's sad because people people put you down for chasing what you want in life. And I don't know if that's an insecurity. It probably is, or they don't know what they want to do. But it's it's super lame. Like, I think we all fall victim to it. I've done it a couple times. I regret it. I'm not perfect, and I can admit that. I I hold myself accountable for my mistakes, though. No, and actually, I think that's something usually. Even I struggle with today, right? Like, you see someone, like, me as a, you know, I own a construction company, right? When I see somebody, a new construction company rolling around in a big truck, doing a big project in my town, it's easier for me to look at that and sometimes be like, But in the end, no, that's the complete opposite mentality that you want if you want to succeed, right? If you want to succeed, you look at the people who are succeeding and you learn from them, yeah. right? So, like, it actually pays to be happy when somebody succeeds. Because if you just keep putting them down, you'll almost, you're almost guaranteeing that you won't reach that level. Because you're not willing to, to learn from them, you know, or to learn from, from someone who's better than you. And in the end, that's one of the easiest ways to learn is to learn from somebody who's better than you. I've learned a lot of ways, a lot of lessons by myself because um, I was so stubborn. I didn't want to listen to people. And damn, usually it hurts. <laughs> yeah. I'm finding out my girlfriend. Like, I'm super ignorant because, like, I'm a stubborn person. So my first instinct is, yeah, we really, like, arguments that happen are dumb because I I'm I'm a person and I'm really trying to break a barrier of moving to understanding different viewpoints because I'm so stuck in my own narrative and I can see how it's affecting the people around me. Like, I'm not trying to be ignorant or rude to people when I come across topics, so that's something I'm focusing on. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, um, it's hard. It, it definitely, it's hard. Like, it's hard admitting yeah. you're wrong, man. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, yeah, I have a good story about that. What are we at for time? Are we uh, are we still good to keep going? Yeah, keep going. Okay, pushing it, pushing <laughs> it. <let's laughs> Definitely. Go. Um, so I my one of my first apprentices I had when I was working for a commercial contractor in town. Very very smart kid. He was um yeah very smart, very good at what he did, and um, it was a pleasure working with him. But it's hard because when you work with people who are smart and good at what they do, they, they tend to challenge you a lot. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a very hard thing for me to, when he would correct me or, or when he, I'm supposed to be this boss, but sometimes he would come up and be like, okay, man, you're not supposed to do that. Like, you know what? Being humble enough to like, be like, you know what, man, hundred percent, you're right. And, um, amazing where like yeah the first the first reaction or the first emotion people get normally when they get criticism is to defend themselves right like i feel the same way right usually you want to defend your your point of view your actions but in the end if um yeah if you're if you're open enough to like pay attention to it and learn from it every single person succeeds in the end and like I truly believe that, whether it's, like, 
Like, I've talked to some pretty amazing people, but also some pretty weird people. And, uh, even those weird people, they just, they have a weird type of wisdom and type of knowledge, and, you know, it, it applies in, in certain aspects. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm looking at it, too. Uh, this is another plug. I'll have to remember this. Um, I'm a reader, because I was actually... For people who don't want to go to college, my best friend, and I always talk about this, absolute best friend, childhood best friend, is don't be afraid to go a route that's not generic. Um, yeah, I tried out college. I really enjoy what I was learning. I went into classes, but it's it just the formal education and, again, how my personal experience was, not for me, not at all. Um, yeah, but I, I'm a reader. And I'm I'm really tr- I'm trying like I have a catalog I'm building up, and I've I don't know if I'll have room at this point, but I'm trying to get through. I think I want to get through ten books this year. Um, through two already. One I'm I can suggest because this does correlate to the uh top topic is how to win friends and influence people by Dale Andrew or Dale Carnegie, because yeah, it's looking at the psychological perspective, human behavior, like. Again, I think one of the main topics I can really pull out from the book right now is trying to learn to not create an argument because it's never going to end and it only makes the situation worse. Find sympathy and understand from that person's viewpoint because it makes them more approachable and you can usually come to a term of agreement because if I'm sitting there and I'm, you know, for instance, if I'm working with Jonathan and I'm sitting there and I'm telling you something's wrong and I'm arguing about how the way which you're doing things are shit, are shit, <laughs> are shit, yeah. then it's you don't want to work with me. Like it's you don't want to, you don't want to have to deal with me. So I know I can uh, definitely because in the end, like being in construction, uh, I learned from some pretty, some pretty mean dudes, <laughs> and they they wouldn't hold back, right? Um, so I kind of developed kind of that aspect, you know, it's hard when you get trained in a way, you know, it's kind of like, uh, it's hard to break that cycle. Um, but I've been, uh, I've been going to counselor with counseling as well. And, uh, basically it's usually when my, the anger, the getting mad at the employees or the old premises would come up. It's not usually because or usually never because I hate them or I'm mad at them because I just I'm so pissed at them it normally stems from like a place from anxiety of worry for me right because like in the end I'm a businessman right and if we mess up too many times you know the business won't survive right so it's not only is it my livelihood but it's these guys' livelihoods and their jobs at stake as well so all that pressure kind of is hard to handle but in the end what um, what my counselor helped me realize is that in the end, I needed to actually show that um, anxious or worrisome side of me. I need to be able to like share my emotions with them and let them know that's what I'm worried about, rather than just like going right to the to anger because that's what I was taught or that's what that's the way I learned how to deal with those so many people before me taught me that way right but in the end it's um it is better to be completely transparent and honest and be like you know what 
this is why this sucks. This is why when you cut that board wrong, you know, you cost us this amount of money. Um, it's fine. We'll get over it. But just don't do it next time, right? And that resonates more with that with the employees than, dude, Jake, you cut that board. You cost me 500 bucks, right? That just – and, um, yeah, it's uh, – That's another thing I love about, because my thing was, when I was going into high school, the one thing I was interested in was biology, okay? So I loved biology, grade 11, it was, eh, and then I slowly branched into neuroscience, and I was like, I want to learn about the brain, I love how psychology works, and then it was psychology, and I was like, well, neuroscience you need to go for like I think it's around like 12 to 15 years of education so it's like well financially I'm not in a place to do that mentally no and yeah I just so I changed my mind but the one thing I can really take apart about being an entrepreneur is like learning to market learning to deal with people those are all ways I can learn psychologically and be a better person um and also, I can still learn it on my free time, and that's the best part. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, I um, I kind of wanted to uh, there's one more thing I, I we didn't really talk about it too much, but um, with me being cut cut off at the hour mark. Yeah, yeah why I don't we cut off at the hour, hour mark? mark? I think that's good. Okay. So with me being a um, a carpenter, um, I I have a personal love for the the trades blue-collar workers who really keep our keep our world turning right and um, yeah I um, I think there's definitely a, uh, a stigma around um, that type of work and the type of work I do um, and I think it's a shame because right now we're actually in a massive labor shortage of um, tradespeople you know all across North America wanted to also put out there that you know just like what AJ said with the the conventional right you know the conventional thing is to finish school go to college go to university you know you get a degree or diploma but yeah if that's not for you and you like working with your hands working outside hey there is excellent opportunities It's a lot more, I find though, it's a lot more like financially doable. It is. It is. Actually, on that note, believe it or not, at least we're in uh, British Columbia, Canada, uh, the government actually subsidizes trades training so much that... They'll pay for a part of your tuition, I believe. Dude, in the end, if you actually apply for all the subsidies and grants, at the end, the government will have paid you to go to school. Yeah. On top of it, you know, the school is only seven weeks per year, right? All the else, all the rest of that, 
is on-site training, which you're getting paid for. Not to mention those seven weeks for every year of school that you go to, you're actually eligible for employment insurance. So the government will pay you 80% of your wage while you're going to school. So it's as like a kind of like if you don't know what to do and you're kind of like, it's kind of like a man, you can do this, get some skills, government will pay for it, and you can do whatever you want after, but something to get started with. Anyways, I think there's massive opportunities to be made in the trades, and I, uh, I love building, I love what I do, and it's definitely not for everyone, but uh, it's for for more people than there are right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, the last topic I really want to nail home is don't be afraid to take risks. I think, and I've been learning, is make all your mistakes, screw up, and do everything before you're in a place where you financially can't afford to. Um, I'm personally doing it. Like, before we started this podcast, like, I, there was so much pressure on me because I, I, we had to talk about this. I was branching off into so many things because there's like so many things I was interested in. It was first of all, it was shop, it was Shopify, e-commerce, drop shipping. Okay, I was working on that, and then I was trying to work on prioritizing like investing. And then the podcast came up, and I was like, okay, we'll work on on the podcast too. And the week before we really like kind of established everything and i was like yeah we're going full out on this podcast i was kind of bouncing around between the three and um focus on one thing but again just don't be afraid to take risks because a lot of people don't and as much as it sounds weird because it's it's really um what's the word i'm looking for um when you take like a risk it's really it's really ironic because you're you're taking a risk. There's a something that is that consequence of you have something you can possibly lose from it. But a lot of times, if you don't take some risk, you can. I think you can lose more in life if you if you skip past those risks. Because I see a lot of people not trying to take a risk or do something. And I I think again, I think that's because some some of the situations in our education system. When I was in grade 9, I was stressed the fuck out. Like, I was so scared of making a mistake because I was always told, high school is going to be ruthless, you'll fail, it's going to be so much harder. And I wasn't told to look at my failures, analyze them, learn from them, and learn how to win from my failures. Because once you can do that, I really think you can achieve anything on this planet. So. That's a separate topic for another day. Hey, I love a, where this is going, though. That's a pretty good place to leave it, I man. Know, yeah, um, for sure. Take risks. Life is... Uh, Too short not to. 100%. And literally, the second you are born, you know, you're taking risks, right? You're taking risks. Like, I see my ch- my children grow, you know. You know, my little daughters, you know, she takes a step. She knows she might fall, but she does it anyways. You know what? That's the mentality we got to have. We know we're going to fall. We know we're going to mess up. We know, you know, my first podcast might be a little cringy, but uh, you know what? It's in the we works. We love it, man. We love it, and we're doing what we love, and nobody... No one can pay No one me. can judge us on that. 
And if they want to, they can <laughs> at least, guys. At least I'm chasing something that I love and I'm not appealing to someone else's opinion because a lot of people do that in our society and a lot of people will just do something because it's socially accepted. No, go for what you want. I really stress it. Like, If you don't put your all into the thing that you want, all you'll have left is regret. And I feel like one of the biggest regrets might be is not knowing like my biggest regret i'm not saying everyone is because i i statistically have to look into that so i'm not gonna be ignorant but um i don't want to be sitting on my deathbed and wondering or thinking i could do more and that was my main struggle with entrepreneurship because hey i want the freedom i want the money because i've struggled financially and i hate it and i we still are struggling financially like um just for the relatability, my dad doesn't work, and I have to take care of myself, and that's okay. But, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of struggling. I've been taking care of myself for years now, and it's, like, it's exhausting. It's mentally draining. But, um, really, I think you have to prioritize what's going to make you more fulfilled. Because, in the end, that makes you happier. Because I hear stories about people who chase the money, the bag. And, yeah, sure, they'll enjoy it for the short term, but once they level off, because everyone gets to a point where they level off with money, they become miserable. So if you can balance those two, like, this was, like, a thing because I knew, I knew right away I was, I was going to love this because I can make a difference. I can, I can make a positive impact with my situations, my experiences, but then also there's a possibility of actually making a full career because I can learn so many transferable skills like dealing with technology and editing and the media side of things. So. Hey man, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to see where this takes us, how far we grow, and uh, looking forward to it getting better. We're always learning, guys. So please, just uh, relax with us. Just we're still learning. We're gonna make a lot of mistakes, but. Let's hope this video stays good. Is is this <laughs> <finished>? <laughs> I okay? Okay, <hope. laughs> we'll see so you on the next one. Like, subscribe, uh, follow, you know. Follow uh, Unrealized Potential Podcast on Instagram, YouTube. Eventually, podcasts, Spotify, whatever. We're going to be everywhere. We're so. going to figure out how to get on all those places pretty soon. So, thank you. Thank you Sign for tuning off. in. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks, folks.